The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them. And we're going to fix them all in the same spot. And this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get texted by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. In the entrepreneurial world, your credentials cannot shield a lack of results. In the entrepreneurial world, the only thing that matters is results. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. The reason most people don't reach their goals in life is not because they never ask themselves what they want. Most of you do that. It's not because they're not willing to do the work. Most of you do a whole lot of that. It's because they never ask themselves the third key question, which is, who do I need to be? I wrote a book called The Mirror of Motivation that is all about asking and answering that question of and for yourself. That's why it's called The Mirror of Motivation. In that book, you're going to learn who you need to be as a person so that you can go get into that right energy, then do what you need to do, and then you'll be able to reach your goals and have what you want to have. And that sounds like the missing link in your process. And let me give you a hint. It is the missing link in your process. I'll give you a free copy of the Mirror of Motivation. All you have to do is cover the shipping and just go to mirrorofmotivation.com. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. I will give you a free copy of that book so you can ask yourself the key question that you have never asked yourself, that most people never ask themselves, that will make all the difference in your success. Mirrorofmotivation.com. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, 
even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get to use those of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is results over credentials. Now, before we get into this, I remind everybody I send out a text message every day, guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point. I call it the Daily Motivation. I also have one sent out every Monday called the Monday Motivation. If you want to be getting those messages, you got to join my text community. It's free to join. So just text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Numbers down below in the description. Secondly, work on your game university. That is the only place I work with anyone directly. If you would like to have me as your coach, you would like to have me as someone you can reach out to on a regular basis to talk to about what you are dealing with right now, what you're working on, maybe some ideas or challenges or maybe something that you don't even know what the challenge is, but you know there is a challenge. You like someone who has some insight into that, who can help you and guide you in the process directly, then you should join Work On Your Game University where you can have me as your coach. That's the only place that that can happen. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That link is down below in the description. Now, getting into this subject, I will tell you all a little disclaimer here that I was eating some steak this afternoon, a little piece of steak. It wasn't that little, but I'm a plant-based eater, but I do eat meat sometimes. That's why plant-based. But the steak, for whatever reason, a little bit tough. And this is thing that I guess is a real thing. It's called steak syndrome. And it doesn't necessarily have to be steak. But anytime you're eating meat and for whatever reason, maybe you didn't chew it enough or it's kind of tough and maybe it's too big to kind of go down your esophagus smoothly, it kind of gets stuck there. So it's not stopping me from breathing. It's not blocking my, I forget, things the trachea that controls your breathing. It's not blocking my trachea, but it is like stuck a little bit in my esophagus. It's a little bit better than it was now. But I'll tell you, I'm recording this right now, 2.30 p.m. Eastern, and I was eating this steak at about 11.30 a.m. today. So it's been like three hours, and this shit has been bothering me for like three hours. I just did a one-hour uh, recording. I was on someone, someone else's podcast, and it's like I kind of got like these little hiccups. So if you hear me kind of hiccuping a little bit on this, you listen to audio, you probably won't hear it because I have an ace audio team, Nico and his people over there. You probably won't even notice it. But. I'm noticing it while I'm talking here. So I may repeat something or restart a phrase that I'm talking here because it's been bothering me for three hours now and it still hasn't completely cleared. Now, I like to drink a lot of water. I haven't drank any water in like the last three hours because I found when I drink water, it makes it worse. So I think if I just don't drink any water, maybe it will slowly kind of clear itself through, get down the esophagus and finally into the stomach, you know where food is supposed to go and not be stuck, stuck in traffic as it is right now. But this is really bothering me. So. I won't make the mistake of, I don't even eat steak like that, but I think I made the mistake of biting off too big of a piece or not chewing it enough. And, but anyway, I'm still going to soldier through and get this episode recorded. So this topic, results over credentials. If you have been around here for some time, you've heard me often talk about the performance and results-based businesses that we operate in, or just me saying that life is a performance and results-based business. Today, I'm going to tell you why the results you produce are more important than the credentials next to, above, or below your name. Some people may think that these are the same thing. They try to conflate these. They are not the same thing. And I'm going to tell you today why they are not and why one matters a lot more than the other. Point number one, today's topic, once again, is results over credentials. Number one, definition of a credential is, quote, a qualification, achievement, personal quality, or aspect of a person's background, typically when used to indicate that they are suitable for something, period, close quote. 
So a credential is basically like your, if you have any type of certifications, if you have uh, degrees that you got from school and your resume, i.e. your resume is just your past receipts. What have you achieved in the past? Those are all part of your credentials. And it's not that your credentials don't matter at all. Remember, today's episode isn't saying credentials don't matter. I'm saying results matter more than credentials because, listen, I have credentials. I don't think I have achieved any certifications. If I have, I didn't get them on purpose. I do have a degree from college, but I don't care and you shouldn't care either. I do have a resume. I have a, I think I have a pretty substantial resume, but my resume is simply my past receipts of things that I did yesterday and yesteryear. Those things have nothing to do with the results that I go out and produce today. In other words, the sales that you made yesterday have nothing to do with the sales conversations you need to have today. The points you scored in last night's game, you don't get extra points on the scoreboard for today's game to start this new competition that you got to get into. Those points don't carry over. And this is a hard pill to swallow for many people. And the more accomplished you are, the harder this pill may be for some of you to swallow. And the more important it is that you do swallow this pill, unlike this notice state that I've been unable to swallow here. You need to swallow this pill and make sure it goes down. Pills don't usually get caught in your esophagus, but food can. So you got to swallow this pill and accept that just because you did something yesterday, last week or last year, no matter how substantial it may be, it has no bearing on your ability or it has no bearing on whether or not is a better way of putting it, whether or not you achieve any outcome today. It can have a bearing on your ability because, hey, maybe the road would be a little bit easier because you achieved yesterday. So. You don't have to work as hard today, or maybe your confidence is higher because you've done something three weeks ago that now you're going to do again. So at least you can draw on the confidence of having achieved the outcome. So it does have a bearing, but it does not guarantee that you will actually do it. You still got to go out there and actually achieve something. So the more accomplished you are, folks, the more you need to be on point for not allowing yourself to fall back into the complacency of, well, I achieved a bunch of stuff. In the past, whatever the past may be, it could be an hour ago, it could be 10 years ago. That doesn't have anything to do with what you're doing right now. What are you doing today? That's the question. I talk about this in all of my topics where I talk about mental toughness. You see, when most people look at mental toughness, they look at it as your ability to gather yourself and fight back when things are not working the way that you want them to work. And that is indeed a big part of mental toughness. Mental toughness is also, and this is the flip side that you don't hear about often, your ability to wipe the slate clean when things are working. So something is going great. You can't allow yourself to relax and take your foot off the gas just because you did good two hours ago. You still got to do something else right now. Or you had a good start to your day from 8 a.m. when you started working at 12 o'clock, everything was going smooth and you got a lot done. All right. There's still another half of the work day to go after lunch up until six o'clock when you leave work. All right. Don't let the rest of that day go to waste just because you did good in the first half of the day. That's part of mental toughness as well. And many people don't talk about this half of the game. So just because you closed the sale yesterday, uh, that has nothing to do with the fact that you need to close the sale today. 30 points from last night's game has nothing to do with tonight's game. It doesn't carry over. Mental toughness is about, again, wiping that slate clean, no matter what your last performance was. Your last performance was amazing. You got to wipe the slate clean. If your last performance was terrible, you need to wipe the slate clean. And none of this, again, carries over from one to the next. The energy, the mindset may carry over, but you got to be vigilant about making sure that the mindset doesn't carry over in a way that makes you complacent or makes you feel defeated because the last one didn't go good. So you're bringing that defeatist mindset into the next one because that can become a habit. So the more accomplished you are, the more you need to fight against the complacency that comes with achievement. And 
if you have come up short in the past, you need to fight against the defeatist mindset that can easily overtake someone when they're not getting the outcomes that they want. Because negative energy travels faster than positive energy. It takes a lot of positive energy to overcome one negative thought. So you got to be careful about the negative just as well as you got to be careful about the positive. It's not easy to get complacent when you are consistently losing, but you can get complacent about losing, I guess. But I probably wouldn't use the word complacent in that situation. And if you haven't yet established yourself as a high achiever, maybe depending on your mindset and your mental makeup, that could either send you in a direction of just snowballing into negative mindsets, stinking thinking, or it could push you to push harder to make sure that you don't keep losing. It depends on your mental makeup. Either way, the goal is the goal, which is you must produce results. Whichever thing you may naturally lean towards, both of them you have to fight against because neither one of them is the goal that we're trying to reach. We're not trying to make you complacent about, I won, so I don't have to fight anymore. And we're not trying to make you feel defeated like I lost last time, so I may never win ever in my life. Either one, we need to get rid of. We don't need either one of those energies. So when you're an accomplished person and you're known for being accomplished and you know that people know you for being accomplished and you have got a bunch of people patting you on the back everywhere you go, the question for you is how do you stay sharp in this situation? This is an important question. If you're doing good and everywhere you go, everyone's telling you how great you are, this is often the moment of greatest peril for people because what happens is you take your foot off the gas, you get complacent, you stop doing all the things that got you to the point of being that successful individual, and you start to get mentally lazy, which can manifest itself in many different ways physically. Again, you stop doing all the stuff that got you to success, and before you know it, that success that you got to, you're not there anymore. Now, you got kicked out of Successville because you stopped doing the things that got you invited to Successville in the first place because you got too complacent with your accomplishments up to this date. So staying sharp when you're winning is just as important as staying focused when you're losing. This is why I tell you that credentials don't matter. All right. Your credentials are a thing. I'm not saying that when I say they don't matter, I mean in a metaphorical sense. Like I have credentials too. So it's not like I will never use my credentials because in some places they matter a lot and they'll help me do things. But when it's time to perform, my credentials don't matter. If you're getting in a boxing match and you're the heavyweight champion, it's cool that you're the heavyweight champion. But as soon as that bell rings and the fight begins, the fact that you are the heavyweight champion has nothing to do with the opponent, the challenger, uh, punching you in the face. All right? The credentials aren't going to block that punch. All right? Your credentials are about what you have done in the past, but you don't get credentials for potential. All right? There are no credentials for potential. Right? That's a good phrase right there. You can only get credentials for past performance. Right, that's all credentials are for, past performance. What you have already done, however, in the moment of truth, when you need to perform, again, means nothing. You are only successful in the moment in which you are pursuing a worthy ideal. Because when you are pursuing a worthy ideal, that's what success is. It's pursuit of the ideal. But once you accomplish that ideal, you're not successful in that thing anymore. You're not doing anything. You're not pursuing anything anymore. You already got it. Once you get it, the success is over because you're no longer in pursuit which is why you got to have a new goal. I remember I was talking to a guy who was talking to me about joining my program. He said, man, every time I get close to a goal, I set new goals. And that's the mindset that you all need to have. As soon as you get close to a goal, you set new goals. If you play on the sports team and your team wins the championship, the moment that you all hold up the championship trophy, the success of winning that championship is over. You are no longer successful because you already got the trophy. Now it's part of your history. All right? The fact that you won the trophy still goes on your resume. It happened, but it's now a credential. It's no longer potential. You are not successful again until you start going after the next championship, until you all start training in the offseason and getting ready to go do it again the following season. But just because you did it in the past 
All right, that doesn't perform for you in the future. And what happens is a lot of people, I've seen so many people in so many different spaces. I've seen it in sports. I've seen it in business. I've seen it in a lot of places in between the two that someone achieves some level of success. And they're usually it's a success that they've been recognized for and they get complacent. They, you may even call them getting cocky or arrogant about the fact that they've achieved that success. They stop. They forget is the best way of putting it. They forget that or they seemingly forget that just because you achieved success yesterday has nothing to do with today and they don't bring the same energy to today that they bought yesterday before they were a champion, before they were a winner, before they had credentials. And then they don't achieve the same result. This is the reason why you see a lot of athletes and sports teams, for example, can achieve a certain amount of success. But then the next season, they fall short. And why is this? Because whoever the leaders are of that group or that individual person is an individual in the sport, they can't keep the same focus and sharpness. And they pretty much fall apart after that one success because they get complacent and they start basking in the glory of what they have already achieved that they forget. Oh, wait a minute. I got to get ready for the next thing. I remember seeing it in boxing, for example, there was a boxer. Well, it was a boxer named Mike Tyson. Many of you are familiar with Mike. He was an undefeated fighter who just mowed down a lot of his opponents. He started to get complacent at one point in his career. He had way too many things going on besides just a focus on his main thing, which was boxing. And he went to, I believe this fight was in Tokyo, Japan. I think it was in Japan. It doesn't matter where it was, but he fought this guy named Buster Douglas. And there was an ESPN documentary made about this. And it was called 42 to 1 because Buster Douglas was a 42 to 1 underdog. That means if you bet $1 on Buster Douglas, you won $42. If he won, he actually beat Mike Tyson. Not Mike Tyson out. It was the first time Mike Tyson had ever been defeated. And Buster Douglas, with that win, he was now the champion of the world. Challenge with Buster Douglas is he became complacent himself. He was not able to maintain his status as champion for very long because he wasn't prepared to handle it. He wasn't prepared to handle that success because uh, there could be many reasons. You maybe ask Buster Douglas himself. I'm sure he's talked about it on his own. There was another guy later on, years later in boxing, named Hasim Rahman. He fought Lennox Lewis, who at the time was the biggest guy in boxing. Lennox Lewis was the heavyweight champion. He actually beat Mike Tyson. And when Hasim Rahman fought Lennox Lewis, and Lennox Lewis was another guy who was a little bit getting complacent, and Hasim Rahman defeated Lennox Lewis. And then they had a rematch clause. There was a rematch clause in the contract that if the challenger, Rahman, beats the champion, Lewis, they had to fight again. And Lennox Lewis triggered the rematch clause. They fought again. And I remember leading up to the fight, and you know how boxers do these, they do these press conferences and they talk shit and hype the fight up. Hasim Rahman was getting very, very arrogant and cocky. He was extremely, I guess you would call it confident, but maybe overboard confidence, talking all this stuff about what he was going to do to Lennox Lewis in the second fight. And Lennox Lewis didn't play into it at all. And they went and fought a second time. And Lennox Lewis just basically destroyed Hasim Rahman. And Hasim Rahman never reached that pinnacle ever again. And this happens with a lot of people is that they reach success, but they cannot repeat their success. And the main reason is people start leaning on their credentials more than they lean on producing results. This is one of the reasons why I have gave you the episode, I believe the episode 1217, Michael Jordan, one of my virtual mentors. One of the great things about Michael Jordan on top of the fact that he was you know, very good at what he did, skills and highlights and all of that stuff, all the credentials that he has is that even after he was at the top, once he reached the top, Michael Jordan, the fire never went out. Like, he never got, his blade never went dull. All right? His gun never got warm. All right? His gun stayed hot because he kept firing. All right? And that was the thing about Michael Jordan that made him different from many other athletes that we see and have seen 
is that even once he got to the top, he never rested on his laurels. He never looked at himself or his competition and said, well, look, I already got the credentials, so I don't have to work that hard to beat y'all anymore. He kept working just as hard as if he hadn't won the championship. He stayed just as focused as if he hadn't won anything yet. And this is why for six consecutive years, when he played a full season, his team won the championship every year. And each time he was beating a guy in a team that had not won the championship yet. So after he won his first, the team he was playing didn't have any championships, but he still had the hunger and the drive as if he hadn't won anything. And then the next year and the next year, next year, next year. After that, each time he was playing against someone who he had more credentials than they had. But if you watch them, I mean, I can't read Michael Jordan's mind, but if you watch them, his drive and his hunger to win was just as strong as if he was the underdog when he was never the underdog. He was the favorite every time. So that's one of the things that made it very interesting. One of the things about Jordan that makes him different from a lot of athletes out there and just people, period, is that he had this kind of, it seemed like it was ingrained. It was like baked into his DNA. I don't think he was taught this. I think it was just who he was as a person. So for all of you, remember, your past successes are part of history. They're your credentials. You are not successful again until you start going after the next one. If you're a long time listener, you might know that I've been drinking AG1 since early 2023. Best thing about my introduction to AG1 was that I was able to eliminate all these extra supplements and pills that I was taking every single day because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. AG1 since 2010 has led the future of foundational nutrition continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace all those extra multivitamins and pills with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes a bunch of other good things that you need. All you had to do is read the label is right there on their website, which I'll give you in a second. That includes everything you need and more every single day. And since AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support that my body needs daily, and that's why I've been a partner for so long, if you want to take ownership of your health, understand it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and thank yourself later. Number two, today's topic, once again, is results over credentials. Number two, all of us Americans, we have been schooled in the American educational system. System that we have been schooled in has taught many of us that whoever goes the highest in school, for example, accumulating degrees, like you, someone goes to college and you only went to high school or someone gets a post-grad, you only got a regular four-year degree. People who accumulate degrees get letters after their names, like PhD, MD, I don't know what other things you can get. You can tell I'm not one of those people that got these letters. MD, PhD, JD, I think is what you get when you get a law degree. Any accompany academic prestige that comes with getting these degrees. We are taught that these people are just thusly, they're the smartest and most accomplished people in the room, right? Isn't that what we think? All right, the person who got the most degrees, this person's a doctor, this person's a PhD, this person has a law degree. They're smarter than the person who doesn't have those things, right? And the people who live in these worlds or who are admire those who live in these worlds, and this is a big bubble where a lot of people who work in the academic world or academia or those who are in the midst of it right now or 
people who grow up looking at these people like, wow, I wish I could get to the point of being able to, as I talked about a couple of days ago, climbing that ladder, the academic ladder. There are people who look up to these folks and consider them just because of their credentials that they must be the smartest and most accomplished and no best, however you define that, people in the room. This is total bullshit. And I'm going to tell you why it's bullshit. If you have accomplished those things, anybody listening to this who have those accomplishments, and I know some people who have these accomplishments. Actually, I know a few. Congratulations. If you have those accomplishments, I'm congratulating you. I'm not knocking the fact that you have what you have. All right? It's your choice. That's what you chose to do with your life. But those accomplishments has nothing to do with your ability to produce an outcome today. Now, those accomplishments hopefully position you to be able to produce an outcome today in your specific area of expertise. But just because you have the accomplishments does not mean you will produce an outcome in that particular area today. Same way that I have a background, a nearly decade background as an athlete, doesn't mean if I walk into a gym today, doesn't necessarily mean I can do anything. We got to see. I got to go out there and actually do it. Just because I did something some time ago and I did it at a high level has nothing to do with whether or not I can do it right now and do it at a high level. You got to do it. You got to actually prove it. So what you did in the past has nothing to do with your ability today. As I play professional sports, nothing to do with what I can do in a workout tomorrow. I've written 33 books. It doesn't mean I can open up Google Docs and write a good article next week. I can, but just because I wrote those books does not guarantee that I can do that. I got to actually do it. I've noticed in many conversations that I have with people who are in the academic space or academic adjacent or they admire academics and I'm on social media specifically. These are with people who I don't actually know. Many of them will use their academic credentials as a shield for whatever point they're trying to make for their argument. And conversely, they would use their counterparts' lack of academic credentials as a point of attack. I remember I had someone last week, I was talking to a random person who I don't know, and this person was attempting to ridicule me. And here's what he said. He said, he accused me of being one of these people who, quote unquote, pretends to have a degree, but doesn't actually have one, close quote. That's what he said about me. You sound like somebody who pretends like they got a college degree, but you don't actually have one. And he was trying to ridicule me. He was trying to be funny, I guess, in saying that. And I didn't even understand how does that even, doesn't even register me as a ridicule because he was saying this as if having a degree is some proof of intellect or accomplishment. I don't believe that it is. Even though I do indeed have a degree, I don't believe that's a point of intellect or accomplishment. I said, if you want to judge my intellect or accomplishment, turn on my show and listen to me talk. Now listen to what I have to say. Read my books, read my articles. Judge my intellect and accomplishment on that. Don't judge me on, oh, I got a degree. Who cares? I got a degree. It's like 20 years ago. And it means it doesn't do anything for me today. So why does it even matter? But again, I told you all this a couple episodes ago, people who operate in these worlds, this is like the most valuable thing that they've accomplished. So it has to mean something because if it didn't mean anything, then then who are you? You know what I'm saying? That's the most important part. So I talked about this in the episode where I said uh, requirements for intelligent disagreement and how to know you're smart or not. That was episode 2810 and requirements for intelligent disagreement was yesterday's episode. So this is the exact person that I'm describing in this point who talks about their credentials as if that's why somebody should listen to them. I don't listen to anybody based on their credentials. You might get my attention because of your credentials. It may allow your point to surface higher up on the list before I see somebody else's just because of your credentials, but I'm not going to take what you say just because you said it. It's actually a logical fallacy called the appeal to authority, which is someone who has a certain level of authority on a subject. That means we should listen to them just because they have that credential. I don't subscribe to that, even though I could easily use it myself. I could use it against many people myself. I don't because I would rather the quality of my point 
And what I had to say, stand on his own two feet, then me had to defend it by saying, well, here's who I am. Here's my credentials. So because I am this person, that means you should accept what I said. I don't agree with that. I would say accept what I said just because of what I said. And the fact that I have credentials is just icing on the cake, but that's not the reason why you should listen to me. So while I do indeed, as I said, I went to college, graduated, but who cares? My degree isn't making me any money. My entrepreneurial skills make me money, not the fact that I went to college for four years and sat in the classroom learning from people who don't know a damn thing about running the business, right, which is why they work as teachers. If you listen to the show long enough, you know it's the only time I bring up a degree is often I'm making light of the fact that I have one because it doesn't help my professional career today. On top of the fact that I majored in business and nothing that I was taught in those business classes helped me build a business, right, none of it. So be very wary of any person who attempts to defend themselves or talk themselves up by telling you about their past i.e. their credentials. Somebody tries to defend themselves by talking about their past. Be wary of whatever this person is saying, because if whatever they were saying was strong enough, they wouldn't need to bring up their credentials. They would just say, well, look at the point that I'm making. The point alone says everything that needs to be said. That's the way that I operate. So someone should be able to point to you what they're doing right now today. And that's enough. Not I did this or I have that. Or I did this back in the day, or I have this many years of that thing. All of these are shields for nonsense. And I'm not saying it's just because someone uses these that they're giving you nonsense. I'm saying that when someone does use these, your radar should go up that you might be being fed some nonsense. You might be. Again, don't say that it absolutely means it, but your radar, let's just say that your ears should prick up. Like, wait a minute, this person might be saying some bullshit because they're defending themselves by talking about their credentials rather than talking about what they're actually doing or what they actually said or what their point actually is. And it's funny enough that that same person I was just describing a minute ago, this person I don't know on social media, who was trying to insult me by saying, I'm pretending to have a degree. As the conversation went on, I ignored their insult and let the conversation continue. And I asked this person, hey, what is it that you do professionally? Because all my social media profiles, and you follow me on social media, you can see exactly what I do. I tell you who I am. I tell you what I do. I tell you who I help. I give you a bit of my credentials in my bio, and I give you a link to a site of mine. Usually it's workingyourgameuniversity.com. So you can see everything about me. I'm not hiding. And that's my real name. That's my real picture. Everything about me is really me. I'm not hiding behind. I don't do assumed names or any of that nonsense on social media. This guy was doing all that stuff. He was claiming that he tried to use the, you act like you got a degree insult, which again, I'd never heard that insult before, but I guess that's the thing. So I asked this guy, what is it that you do professionally? And who exactly do you serve? Because he says something about having clients. I said, okay, what do you do? What kind of business are you in? Who are your clients? Who do you serve? And at that point, this guy got really cagey about his background and he wouldn't answer the question. Now, you can think about yourself what that means. He says something like, oh, we were disagreeing on this. And now you're asking about my personal information. And I said, dude, I'm not asking about your personal information. I'm asking about your professional information. You said you have clients. So that means you have some type of business. OK, what kind of business are you in? What do you do for a living? Since you want to bring up credentials, let's see what your credentials are. All my credentials are public. You can see my record. You can Google me. Who are you? I was asking him. And all of a sudden, he didn't want to talk anymore. So you think about what that means. You know those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway? Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them no matter what it is that you do. And you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. 
I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Get a free copy of that book, How to Separate Yourself, the Pro, from the Amateurs, by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is results over credentials. Number three. The wealthiest people in the world are entrepreneurs and descendants of entrepreneurs. This is not a theory or opinion. This is a fact. Look up the Forbes 400 list. They put a magazine out every year. If you don't read magazines, this is one you should read. I mean, if you want to find out how the wealthiest people in the world become wealthy, and this is by their estimates, but they generally, uh, they're directionally going in the right direction with this. Not everybody who is actually one of the wealthiest in the world gets listed in these magazines. Some people don't want to be in these magazines, but the people who are okay with being listed, they're in the Forbes 400. So this will give you a good directional idea of what these people are doing and how they did it. When you look at this list of the Forbes 400, you'll notice that almost all of them are entrepreneurs or they're the descendants of entrepreneurs. I remember looking at the Forbes 400 some years ago, and I bet this part hasn't changed, that there were a whole bunch of people with the last name Walton, W-A-L-T-O-N. Those of you not familiar with the significance of that, you should get familiar with this because you should know what's going on in the world. These are the descendants of Mr. Sam Walton. You don't know who Sam Walton is. He's a guy who started a company called Walmart. His descendants, of which there are many, they are all on the Forbes 400. And they all, I remember the last time I saw this, it was like seven of them on there. So he had kids and then it was like the kids, spouses, and then maybe the grandkids. And it was like seven of them all on the list at the exact same dollar amount. And they were all descendants of the Walmart empire. And when you look at that Forbes 400 list, again, you're going to see nothing but entrepreneurs and the descendants of entrepreneurs who are often entrepreneurs themselves, or they're working for the company that their entrepreneur ancestor created. Entrepreneurs have unlimited earning potential and produce the jobs and the infrastructure that allows people who chase after credentials to have careers. Let me say this sentence again. Entrepreneurs have unlimited earning potential and they create the jobs and the infrastructure that allows people who chase after credentials to have careers. Think about people who hold up their credentials as like proof of their value. All of them work in places that were created by entrepreneurs. Anyone who has a job has that job because an entrepreneur created something that made that job possible. This is a simple truth of how the economy works, at least in the United States. And I say that to say this, in the entrepreneurial world, results are the only thing that matter. In the entrepreneurial world, your credentials cannot shield a lack of results. In the entrepreneurial world, the only thing that matters is results. I know entrepreneurs who started their business because they had, uh, maybe they had had some criminal history. They got a felony on their record, so they couldn't get a good job. So they had to start a business. They had no other way of making money. They had to start a business and the business had to work. I know entrepreneurs who have their businesses because they decided either from experience or in their own minds that they were effectively unemployable. I put myself in that group. I decided that I was unemployable and I will never be employed again. And I know many entrepreneurs who have that mindset. Entrepreneurs operate with no safety net. This is the security that you're willing to trade in order to chase freedom. Entrepreneurs operate without that safety net and can only eat what they kill. Now, if they don't kill anything, they don't eat. Just like a cheetah or a lion out in the, the wilderness on National Geographic. Entrepreneurial world is ruled by the results-based mindset that I tell you about all the time here on the show. So when you hear me say results-based business, this is exactly the way the entrepreneurial world works. So any of you who wants to step into the entrepreneur space, understand that's what you're stepping into. Results are the mandate. They are not optional. They are not cute. They are not extra. 
They are the mandate. If you don't produce results, you will not be in this game for long. And being that I am an entrepreneur, that is where a lot of what I talk about here is it sourced from. And the fact that I'm and my background as an athlete, being that I'm also an entrepreneur and being that I like to just make sure I'm being real and direct and cutting the bullshit with people. All right. Those are the three angles that you can expect to get here on the show. In case you didn't know, or if you've been listening, you were wondering, and maybe you weren't wondering, but I told you anyway, or if you are new around here, now you know. That's it. Let's recap today's class, which is results over credentials. Point number one, a qualification achievement, personal quality or aspect of a person's background typically when used to indicate that they are suitable for something. Your certification, degrees, and resume have nothing to do with the results that you produce today. They may get you an opportunity, but you still have to actually go out there and do it. Just because you did something yesterday has nothing to do with what you're going to do today. Score 30 points in the last game has nothing to do with how many points you're going to score tonight. Number two, we all go to school in the USA, those of us who do. Educational system here, it deifies people who climb the educational ladders, accumulating degrees, getting letters after their names, and the academic prestige that comes with getting degrees. And there are many people who live in these bubbles who are enamored with these mindsets. I come across these people a lot, and they tend to want to talk a lot about their academic studies, what they study, what they have a degree in. As if that means I should listen to them because there's nowhere in any of my bios that I even listed. I even went to college, let alone graduated. So a lot of these people trying to use that against me as if it means I'm supposed to listen to them. And that's why I'm bringing up this point. This is total bullshit. If you have accomplished certain things, congratulations, whatever you've accomplished, congratulations. You wrote books, you played sports, you got a degree, you got a medical degree, you got some advanced degrees, you made a $10,000 sale yesterday. Congratulations to all of you for all of those things. That ain't got shit to do with what you're going to do today. And that includes myself. Nothing that I did last week has anything to do with what I'm going to do today or next week. I still got to go out there and do it. And if I got to do it again, then I got to go out there and do it again. Just because I did it in the past has nothing to do with what I'm doing now. Those are two very different things. And you get a lot of people who, again, come from these worlds where they are indoctrinated by the educational system, which is an indoctrination system. It is designed to indoctrinate that these people just tend to think that just because they've achieved something by climbing some ladder, that means that they have a free pass to be listened to in everything they do. Now, technically, they do if they stay in the academia bubble. You stay in that bubble, then yes, your credentials can get you an audience for the rest of your life as long as you stay in that bubble. That's why most of the people who are in that bubble don't come out. All right, they won't talk to me because I'll undress them. Theoretically, that is, metaphorically. But I don't live in that bubble. I live in the jungle where you got to kill things that you want to eat. You can't lean on your pets. And number three, the wealthiest people in the world are entrepreneurs. Look at the Forest 400 entrepreneurs and the descendants of those entrepreneurs. And anyone out there who is chasing credentials or holding up your credentials as a sign of why you should be respected or heard or listened to, those credentials exist. And those credentials matter where you work only because an entrepreneur created the space for you to do it. Uh, That's just a fact. I know entrepreneurs who have businesses because they decided that they're unemployable. I know entrepreneurs who have businesses because they couldn't get a good job because of their personal history and background. Entrepreneurial world is ruled by a results-based mindset. If you're an entrepreneur, you have no choice but to produce results. I am not saying, let me be clear, if you work in a credentials-based space, like the academic world or the medical world or the science world, where credentials can win the day for you, you may still need to go out there and produce results. And hopefully you are. Hopefully you do produce results, but it's not a mandate. In the academic world, the person with the resume and the credentials can end up winning something just because they have credentials, whether you produce anything or not. In the entrepreneurial world, that never happens. If you don't produce, you're out there. There is no excuses. There's only production. That's the difference. So depending on what world you want to jump into, I'm just letting you know what the mandates are and how it works. With all that out the way, 
work on your game university. Those of you who want to step into this results-based business where you must go out there and perform and nobody gives a damn about what you did yesterday because you got to do it again today, just like the lions and the hyenas and the cheetahs out there in the wild. The meal that you ate yesterday ain't going to feed your kids tonight. All right, you want to step into that world? Come work on your game university.com. That is where you will get the four-part system, mindset, strategies, systems, and accountability to make sure you have every piece necessary. And I will work with you directly to make sure you have it and that you implement it and produce results from it so that you can go out there and play the game the way it needs to be played. Again, in open space where you can get the freedom that you want in your life, because you will never get freedom when you're working in a place that values credentials over results. That is impossible. All that said, again, work on your game university.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me 305-384-6894. People often ask me, Dre, is there any way that I could work with you directly? Is there any way that I could talk to you on a regular basis? Just ask you questions, share with you what I'm doing and just get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs, and we go from there. I'll see you inside. Again, that's work on your game university.com. If you're a long time listener, you might know that I've been drinking AG1 since early 2023. Best thing about my introduction to AG1 was that I was able to eliminate all these extra supplements and pills that I was taking every single day because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. AG1 since 2010 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace all those extra multivitamins and pills with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes a bunch of other good things that you need. All you had to do is read the label is right there on their website, which I'll give you in a second. That includes everything you need and more every single day. And since AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support that my body needs daily, and that's why I've been a partner for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, understand it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and thank yourself later.